MSW Media. Thanks to AG1 for supporting our show. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Today, a group of 67 Twitter accounts spread coordinated disinformation about the Israeli-Hamas war as Elon blocks community notes after Trump's endorsement and four former OSU students speak out against him. Jim Jordan loses the nomination for Speaker of the House to David Duke without the baggage, Steve Scalise. The 11th Circuit has denied Florida's request to let its drag ban go into effect. House Democrat Pat Ryan will introduce a resolution demanding Tuberville lift his hold on military promotions. And Donald Trump tells a court in Colorado that he had no obligation to support the Constitution as president. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Gotta love that when you have to argue in court that you had no obligation to uphold the Constitution. <laughs> I don't even understand how that sentence could come out of his mouth. He literally took a vow on a, I think, a, on the Constitution, on a Bible in front of the entire country when he got sworn in to take an oath to the Constitution. Yeah, but you'll see it's it's very specific wording in the 14th Amendment versus his oath. And that's his argument. It's fucking ridiculous. And we'll talk about that. Also, happy Thursday. The 11th Circuit just denied Ron DeSantis's request to stay their injunction on the Florida drag ban. He wanted the drag ban to go into effect. The 11th Circuit denied it pending appeal. So the drag ban remains fully blocked in Florida. So that is wonderful, wonderful news. All right. We have a lot of news to get to today. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. First up from NBC, researchers have uncovered a propaganda network of 67 accounts on the X social platform, that's Twitter, that are coordinating a campaign of posting false inflammatory content related to the Israel-Hamas war. While such information has proliferated on X after Saturday's attack, the research is believed to be the first concrete evidence that deliberate propaganda to mislead people about the conflict has gone unchecked on the platform. Combined, the account's misleading posts and videos have millions of views. The accounts, many of which previously focused on innocuous shit like professional basketball or life in Japan, previously showed no outward association but suddenly began posting similar content, if not the exact same content, over the weekend as news of the attacks broke. And that's according to Aletheia, a company that analyzes social media. After NBC News emailed Twitter, formerly known, well, X, formerly known as Twitter, they emailed them for comment on Tuesday. The company then began suspending some of the accounts, though others are still up there. The company responded with an automated message, busy now, please check back later. Mm-hmm. In addition to generally inflammatory content around the conflict, most of the accounts posted at least one of two misleading videos. Both of the videos take footage of Russian government officials speaking in Russian and overlay inaccurate English subtitles to falsely indicate that the officials said they wanted to escalate military conflicts in Israel. Althea declined to attribute the videos to a particular country or intelligence operation. One video clip is from Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's speech to the U.N. in January, in which he complained 
about right-wing commentator Tucker Carlson not being on Fox News anymore. The other is Russian President Vladimir Putin saying in January that while the global threat of nuclear war was growing, Russia would not launch a nuclear weapon first. The videos posted by the X accounts, however, overlaid those clips with a caption, uh, and I should say closed captions, that made both men seem to threaten the United States with overt military support for the Palestinians. X has been inundated with viral posts with false information about the conflict. Under leadership of Elon Musk, who bought the company last year, the definition of a verified user changed from an established person or organization to someone who pays $8 for a subscription. At least one of the videos was posted by one of those verified accounts. Musk has also repeatedly made cuts to teams that curb disinformation, including a four-person unit in Dublin last month. Dana, you and I talked about that. The community fact-checking feature that Elon Musk has touted as a way to fight false and misleading information is struggling to keep up with the flood of content related to the Israel-Hamas war. The system called Community Notes relies on approved volunteers to suggest notes to be applied to posts. Those posts are then voted on by other volunteers and eventually published after they reach a certain threshold of helpful votes from people with different points of view, according to Twitter. The notes, which appear below the posts, can be varied as fact checks and debunking to additions of context. They vary, they've, you know, they vary quite a bit. An approved Community Notes member gave NBC News access to the feature's volunteer interface, which showed that many false posts with hundreds of thousands of views had no notes, while others sat unapproved for hours and sometimes days on posts that accrued tens of thousands of views. Political scientist Ian Bremer, the president of the Eurasia Group, which is a political risk consultancy group, wrote, quote, the level of disinformation on Israel-Hamas war being algorithmically promoted on Twitter is unlike anything I've ever been exposed to in my career as a political scientist. I've been thinking about that a lot. All of the horror that's going on over there has just really shown a, a, a light on the anti-Semitism in our country and now the infighting. And we've said this and we'll say it again. If you don't have empathy for civilians, innocent civilians being killed, regardless of how you feel about their governments, that is part of the problem. It's what they want from us. These are innocent people on both sides. It's horrific. It's horrific. Yes. And sharing, don't share the videos that the whole point, the reason Hamas takes these videos is to incite terror. Yes. So don't share them. Thank you. Thank you, A.G. All right. This one's also from NBC. A Democratic House member on Wednesday afternoon will introduce a resolution formally demanding that Senator Tommy Tuberville in Alabama to lift his months-long blockade on hundreds of military promotions amid the deadly Israel-Hamas war after his office said he won't budge. He is putting national security at risk. In a statement, Rep. Pat Ryan, a Democrat in New York, a vice-ranking member of the House Armed Services Committee, decried Tuberville's blockade as a threat to the lives of Israelis and U.S. troops amid the ongoing war. And this is a quote, our most critical ally is fighting an existential war for their nation's survival. Yet MAGA extremists led by Tommy Tuberville are more concerned with waging a cultural war, endangering both sides of our Israeli allies and our own troops. That's from Ryan went on to say the people of Israel are depending on us. China, Iran, and Russia are watching for signs of weakness. He went on to say we must stand together as patriots and show the forces of evil around the world that there's no greater friend and no worse foe than the United States of America. While noting the Biden administration's recent move to send ships from the Navy's USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean Sea, Ryan pointed out that the fleet lacks a Senate-confirmed commander 
as a result of Tuberville's the blockade's leading on military nominations. Now, Ryan, who happened to be a combat veteran and former Army intelligence officer, also noted that the more than 300 confirmations that are currently in limbo include several critical command positions that are needed to carry out commitments by the U.S. to support Israeli allies as the war rages on. Now, President Biden, in a speech on Tuesday, called Hamas's attacks vicious and vowed support for Israel in the face of pure, unadulterated evil. And that's all it is. He also confirmed that Americans are being held hostage by Hamas's fighters, but he didn't specify how many. Now, he's set to deliver remarks on the crisis that, that came later today and as we're recording this on Wednesday, and you'll hear this Thursday. I hope you listen to those remarks. This is an empathetic, feeling president, and thank God he's actually the one leading the country right now because I can't even imagine the statements otherwise. 22 Americans have been killed and 17 Americans remain unaccounted for at this point. That was confirmed by White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Wednesday. Yeah, and he's just holding up these nominations and he won't budge. So hopefully this resolution will go somewhere. But the problem is he's a House rep and there's absolute chaos in the House today. And pretty much every day the Republicans are in charge. Today, the Republicans held a secret ballot vote behind closed doors to nominate Steve Scalise, a.k.a. David Duke without the baggage, as their chosen candidate for Speaker of the House. The press was not allowed in. Was that a bug, my friend? I swallowed a bug. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a clear noise that no matter where, where, where someone was, they would have known what happened. I I feel like Goldie Hawn in the back of the truck and overboard. I swallowed a bug. <laughs> Are you okay? Fuck, dude. All right. Also known as David Duke without the baggage as their candidate for Speaker of the House. The press was not allowed in, Dana. They had to leave their cell phones at the door. And they changed the nominating rules by lowering the number of votes needed to win and holding a secret ballot. That's funny, considering their argument after the 2020 election, their argument to overturn the election was that election rules were changed at the last minute. They lost all of those court cases. There were 111 votes for Scalise and 99 for Jim. We don't know who voted for whom because it was a closed secret ballot. They were supposed to have a vote by the full House Wednesday afternoon. But turns out Scalise doesn't have the votes needed to actually win the speakership. Whoops. It's just a fucking clown show. And it sends a message to the world that our government is not functioning, which is critical at this point in time. At least Bibi Netanyahu was able to form a national unity government with his opposition party. Now, ahead of the speaker nomination vote today, four of the former Ohio State University wrestlers who have accused Jim Jordan of failing to protect them from a sexual predator when he was the team's assistant coach in the 80s and 90s said Tuesday he has no business. Jim Jordan has no business being the next speaker of the House. Quote, do you really want... A guy in the job who chose not to stand up for his guys. That's former Ohio State University wrestler Mike Schick, one of the hundreds, hundreds of former athletes and students who say they were sexually abused by school doctor Richard Strauss and have sued the university. Quote, is that the kind of character trait you want for a House speaker? So far, OSU hasn't uh, received much focus, that whole affair. One GOP congresswoman recently said she wasn't even aware of the allegations. Oh, my but God. But it could continue to follow Jordan. Mm -hmm. I think it was Nancy Mace. Even if he becomes speaker, there's a chance he could be deposed in one of these lawsuits. 
Democrats would only need five Republican votes, five, to elect Hakeem Jeffries, who, by the way, never dined with a white nationalist, never turned a blind eye to sexual abuse, never called himself the David Duke without the baggage. Seems like that would be an easy decision. But I have a feeling we're in for another Republican clusterfuck marathon vote. Oh, and George Santos released a statement basically saying he'd vote for whoever wouldn't expel him from the House. Of course he so, did, because he's in a lot of fucking trouble. <laughs> so we've got, we've got the Republicans who can't whip a vote to elect a speaker because they're all racist, bigoted, anti-Semitic, sexual abuse abettors. Jim Jordan lost this nomination, even though the leader of their party, a different rapist with 91 felony counts for espionage and trying a coup, endorsed him. But he still lost. And another guy who has 23 felony counts is promising his vote to the one that doesn't kick him the fuck out. And speaking of Santos, he still hasn't filed his financial disclosure forms, according to Citizens Responsibility for Ethics in Washington. And he's the only member of Congress that hasn't filed his financial disclosure forms. Then we got Hageman from Wyoming, who shows up to the secret vote carrying a lasso a fucking lasso. And then Nancy Mace wears a scarlet letter because she somehow thinks that signifies how difficult it is to be a woman because folks made fun of her for changing her opinion on Scalise or whatever. No, for fuck's that's what sake. Happens when you, that's what happens when you ban books instead of reading them. How do you, how do you not know what the <laughs> fucking scarlet letter means? Even if you haven't read the book and all of them, all the Republicans, including Liz Cheney, who no longer sits in the house because she was replaced by the lasso lady. They are all droning on about this $6 billion lie. Money is fungible. Money is fungible. Of course it's fucking fungible. It's money. That's what you do with money. You exchange it for goods and services. Did they all just sit around, smoke a huge bowl, take bong rips and listen to that episode of This American Life where they talk about the giant rock at the bottom of the ocean that people used to use for currency and say, what is money anyway? <laughs> Is it fungible? That $6 billion is sitting in an account in Doha, in Qatar, waiting to be spent on food and medicine. Fucking fungible. And Trump, Trump was the one whose Azerbaijani Trump Tower laundered money to fund the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. And Jim Jordan's idiot whistleblower in the Hunter Biden hearings was indicted for skirting Iranian sanctions and helping them trade Iranian oil to China in exchange for arming Hamas. And Russia, Ron Johnson, wants to give that guy immunity for his super valuable testimony against Hunter Biden. Because what? Hunter Biden likes hookers and blow and water slides and took four years to pay his taxes. Republicans are holding up military nominations. They're holding up confirmation of the U.S.-Israeli envoy. Fuck these fucking fuckers. What an absolute shit show. What a disgrace. It is embarrassing. Republicans, get your shit together. Elect a speaker confirm the military promotions and the Israeli envoy, fund Israel, fund Ukraine, fund Taiwan, and then lose in 2024 so we can get real leaders back in the house. Okay, rant over. This is my clap. This is my clap. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not on your goddamn feet, get on your goddamn feet. And I feet. swallowed a bug and I still got that was, that was Allison Gill unplugged after she inhaled something that had more than four legs or two legs. Definitely a six-legged something. Hopefully not an eight-legged something, because that would freak me out. But right before that rant, I don't know if you'll hear it, she ate a bug for you people. I swallowed a bug. She did. Well well done. Well said. Well said, AG. And yeah, it's all it's a fucking mess. It's a bunch of bullshit, and they need to get their shit together. 
It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I mean, I know we have a lot of, well, a few ex, a few ex Republicans that listen to the podcast, or at least ex Trumpers, and they're probably like, "This is why I came over to the light side. This is what did it." I don't blame you. You know, and we laugh and we joke around. I got to see Tommy Tuberville fall down a flight of stairs today. That made that brought some joy. But you're all, welcome. Like <laughs> then when you step when you step back. It's extremely dangerous. It's a national security threat. We cannot be distracted with all this identity politics bullshit. The Republicans trying to dismantle the Department of Justice. We can't be distracted by the fact that we don't have a Speaker of the House. One of our parties has no leadership and they hold the majority in the House because the paid for, bought and paid for Supreme Court let gerrymandered maps happen during the 2022 election. It's... Hmm. Anyway, I, no, I, I promised you. that the rant was over and I, I still there. No, had that's OK. You know, say, I apparently. saw a brilliant I saw a brilliant video of a 17 year old in North Carolina today speaking to his legislature, calling out all the Republicans on these bigoted racist maps. It was a beautiful thing. I'm telling you that the kids are all right. And they're hopefully the ones that are that don't doing something. You get people to go with you to vote, please. All right. Please. Last up in this section. This is from Raw Story. Now, the former president, Donald Trump, <laughs> what are you just doing? And we good. laughed about this earlier. I just fucking can't believe this. He's arguing to a judge in Colorado that he's not required to, and I quote, support the Constitution when he's president. This is reported by Brandy Buckman from Long Crime. Now, the argument came as he seeks to dismiss a lawsuit filed in the state by Citizens of Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, which is crew, if we use that later, seeking to have him disqualified from the ballot in the state under the 14th Amendment. Now, this is the insurrection clause, and the insurrection clause of the amendment prohibits those who have engaged in insurrection against the United States from holding a civil, military, or elected office without, unless, a two-thirds majority of the House and Senate approve. Now, that's going to be a little bit of a catch, obviously, with the House being a fucking mess. But now Trump's lawyers, they are arguing that the specific language of the Constitution argues that this requirement only applies to people in offices who are bound to support the Constitution. And the presidency is not one of those offices. This is the lawyers arguing this bullshit. And this is a quote, the presidential oath which the framers of the 14th Amendment surely knew, requires the president to swear to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, not to support the Constitution. (laughs) Fuck all the way off, by the way. This is said in a filing by his lawyers, and they went on to say, because the framers chose to define the group of people subject to Section 3 by an oath to support the Constitution of the United States and not by an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, the framers of the 14th Amendment never intended for it to apply to the President of the United States. Wow. Who else would it fucking apply to if it wasn't the President of the United States? They never... Now, the former President... Yeah. The, now, the, so Trump has already tried to remove the 14th Amendment case to federal court, but that motion was denied. So there's that. Mm. Hmm. It's going to be interesting to see Cruz's response to this. And their that's true. Their semantic argument that preserve, protect and defend does not mean support. And and then we're going to see Merriam Webster is going to jump in here any any moment if they haven't already. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. That is just uh, wow. That's it. That's his argument. Not not anything else. Not any 
like, hey, this was only for Confederate officers after the Civil War. It's a, it's an old law or this was only for, like any other argument. No, and no, it's this. OK, very cool. OK, God, he's such a schmuck. wonderful. And thanks, by the way, to Brandy Buckman for long crime. She's she's such an incredible uh, reporter. I know she does a lot for long crime. I know she works with um, with uh, Marcy Wheeler emptywheel.net you should check that out if you haven't all right we have to i have to go i know you're going to break i know you're doing this but i also have to say when you have an argument like that ag when you're like oh he's this isn't his job to support the constitution as president it's basically an admission of guilt i don't even understand i just what the it's like the fox news argument you could no reasonable person should be expected to believe what we say yeah that was also Sidney powell's argument that's true. In her lawsuits that she was sanctioned for, in Michigan in particular, to try to overturn the election because they changed the rules at the last minute, which is what the Republicans did today. She was like, no reasonable person can be expected to believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. And that's her defense. Yeah. And we're going to see more like this because they don't have any other defense. It's my God. It's fantastical. Oh, let's get to All some right. good news so I can feel better about the world, please. I do. And if you have any news about eating flies on accident or bugs, gnats, whatever, fruit, send them in to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the good news. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. I used to be constantly stressed out. I didn't have any energy. My digestion was causing me some issues. I tried everything, but what helped me the most was when I discovered AG1. If you're a longtime listener, you know I've been drinking AG1 for over two years now. And when I started drinking AG1 every morning, I noticed a vast improvement in how I felt every day. And I began to feel tangible differences in my overall health. Fungible, if you will. My mornings became brighter And uh, newfound energy accompanied me throughout the day. It was awesome. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement. It supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and your immune system. And since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, always refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health based on science. Not only have I replaced my multivitamins and all my supplements and powders and things with AG1, but it helps give me peace of mind to know that every scoop gives me all the prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, multivitamins, all specifically tailored for gut support. Everything that I need every day fills those gaps in my nutrition. Now, I recommend AG1 to every one of my family and friends because it works. I constantly hear about how much more energy they have and how thankful they are that I turn them on to such an easy and simple way to help them feel better. It's such a simple habit to pick up. Just one scoop and a glass of water every morning. You cannot beat it. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash dailybeans. That's drinkag1.com slash dailybeans. Check it out. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, if you want to play Find the Cat or What the Heck Wine, where I guess what your horse breed is, or What the Mutt, 
uh, or I mean, o opine on the bovine. I only know one cow breed now, but I know one, and that was will be the one that I guess from here on out. So if you have one of those golden cows that makes golden milk, send it in, and I'll get it right every time. Uh, shout out to a loved one, small business in your area, your small business. A shout out to yourself. I love those. I love those humble brags. Please send those in to us. Tell us what you're doing. Your dissertation and thesis titles. Those are always fun. I'm loving those. These are killing me though. I know. So smart. Everyone's so smart. <laughs> Wooby stories, blanky stories, stuffed animal stories, something maybe you've had in your family for generations or you've had for a very long time that you still fall asleep with. I love those as well. Um, shit your parents say, shit your kids say, shit you say. Whatever it is, send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up from Connie, pronouns she and her. Hello, Beanie, ba uh, Beanie Booze. Oh, I love it. Beanie Booze. I'm a daily listener and love to listen to your podcast on my way to work. My husband, Joe, introduced me to your podcast. He's been a listener since the kitchen table days. What's up, Joe? I wanted to give him a shout out for being incredibly supportive while I'm taking prerequisites for nursing school. And because today, October 12th, is his 48th birthday. Happy Aww, birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday. For my pod pet tax, I would like you to meet our spicy Torby Bootsy. And our chickens, Patricia in the front and Linda in the rear. Keep up the good work, Patricia and Linda. Oh, see, you can tell oh Patricia by the... Oh my God, look the, at the silky chicken feet. This The feathery feet. She's got boots. Oh, and look at that beautiful kitty. Oh Sleepy gosh. baby. Pretty tabby. Aww. Thank you so much. And happy birthday, Joe. And thanks, Connie. And Joe, thanks for showing Connie the, the podcast. We appreciate it. Uh, All the way back to the absolutely. kitchen table days. Oh, the next picture already snuck into my vision. All right. Wendy so from good. New Jersey. No, pron <laughs> no pronouns given on Wendy. I listen every morning to the Daily Beans. Love the show. My grandson found the sign from a rally I went to before the COVID lockdown while babysitting for him during the lockdown. He must have been a year old at the time. Having health insurance is near and dear to my heart. Years ago, when my kids were little, one of them had bad asthma. Our family lost our insurance, and it took a long time till a company would insure all of us again. I think it makes a good point for health insurance for all. And this little one holding up the sign with a big old cute face is adorable. So cute. And I love that chest, too, with the upholstered top and the mouse. I had this mouse growing up. We had this mouse in our house. With the bonnet. <laughs> There's a mouse in a house. We called it the we called it the Christmas mouse. This this little sign he's holding up, fight to win, Medicare for all. That is so amazing. I am, I love Medicare for all. Wendy, I'm actually super, super duper progressive. I want government provided health care for everyone. Ooh. I want the VA for everyone. I want direct government health care for everyone. It is way cheaper. The outcomes are much better. Customer satisfaction is much better. Um, every, the, the VA should just be open for everyone. That's what I think. All right. Next up from Jason pronouns, he and him and Amy, she and her. Hey, beans, queens. We live in the wow section of Wisconsin and have witnessed the slow change of going blue that in Gen Z gives us hope. And we have some good news to share. Our youngest son is transmasculine and had a milestone recently when he moved into his own place. When he was born, he was diagnosed with Turner syndrome or 45X syndrome, which means instead of XX or XY chromosomes, missing the second chromosome, essentially. We were advised by a geneticist to raise him as female, but when he was in his teens, he found his true self. And although the pandemic delayed it, he was finally able to have gender affirming surgery. It sickens us to hear about representatives who do not appreciate the struggles of the trans community making decisions about health and welfare of trans youth. 
Thank you for being a voice for the marginalized communities and keeping us informed and entertained. For Pod Pet Tax, meet our coffee cats, Mocha, Latte, and Macchiato, also known as Chino. Nice. Sweet babies. I love this. I love, I mean, I love all of this submission. Jason, Amy, thank you for sharing this with us. I I don't think people realize like how big the number is of of people that have some sort of syndrome like this, where at birth they're assigned a gender, they're assigned a sex, and then they get into, you know, puberty and they start figuring out who they are and go, wait a minute, my body does not match what I feel. And it's, it's, it, the number's higher than you'd think. So every story like this and supportive parents that come out and share these, it's huge. It's huge. People feel seen and understood and I love it. So thank you. Thank you, Jason and Amy, for sharing that with us. Yeah. And, these and thanks are for beautiful. helping uh, flip Wisconsin up there. Yeah, absolutely. They better leave Judge Janet Protosewitz alone. God damn oh, it. Oh, I know. What a mess. Everyone, every single one of them, just despicable. Despicable people. They know she won fair and square. They just don't like what she's doing because she's helping yeah. the state. And they know she won for this purpose. Yep. People want fair maps. Um, you know what? I could I get into another oh, rant, but yeah. I'll probably swallow another fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is from Wendy. I'm no pronouns on Wendy. Hello, Beans Queens. I'm loving the dissertation and thesis titles. Here is mine, which I had to go check for accuracy. It is Visitor Research, Evaluative Data for the Oakland Zoo Interpretive Master Plan. After a lit review, all of the research I did was interviewing and observing visitors at the zoo, literally hanging out at the zoo for hours because the field of visitor studies was somewhat new in the 90s. I needed to use the personal libraries of friendly colleagues. Now, I only set foot in the university library to get my thesis printed and bound. And at one point was observing people near the chimpanzees enclosure to see if they were reading the signs about the zoo's primate research. A few people noticed me with my clipboard and asked me if I was studying the primates. Yes, I said, truth. Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, you, you, the primates. <laughs> I know. Studying That's the primates. So, so true. Great. I love that objective observational uh, research. It's so valuable. Um what a cool, what a cool topic to do. Evaluative data for the Oakland Zoo. I saw one time at the San Diego Zoo, a kid, like a nine-year-old, like a know-it-all blonde kid, like a Draco Malfoy type kid. You know who I'm talking about? Yep. Like telling his little sister or his friend or somebody standing next to him who was a little bit younger about that he was looking at the Bornean Binturong, which is also known as a bear cat. And he says, as a matter of factly, to this to this other child well see the 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 bear cat is when a bear and a cat mates and oh, they wow. have this animal and just like i know this for a fact this is i'm like this is a bornean bentron but you know i was thinking about like standing in front of the like the elephant enclosure and being like, look at that beautiful giraffe. You can tell it's an adolescent because it hasn't grown its neck and it's still gray and it has a long nose. Like, like just this kid's <laughs> just making shit up. You just fucking making shit up. That kid is a Republican today. I guarantee it. Probably. Maybe like security, security. All right. The next one's yours, AJ. <laughs> next up from Jeffrey C. No pronouns. Greetings, beans, queens. The title of my thesis for molecular biology was biochemical characterization of immunoprecipitated mTORC1 and mTORC2 complexes using microplate kinase assays. Now, so was mine, Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't know if that's a drag queen name, uh, but it's wonderful. Kinase assays? 
Yeah, Kanaze assays. A Kanazi assay. I don't know what that is, Jeffrey. I, I I got the rest of it. At least I I don't understand it, but I I think I pronounced it right. I think you did a damn good job. Is it mTORC one and mTORC two? But I don't know. I know microplate. I can say that, but I don't know what Kanaze assays are. And I'm I, so I, glad you got this submission. <laughs> I have to figure mTOR Kanaze. Oh, we might find out if I keep reading. Take note, Nancy Mace. You might learn what the scarlet letter means. mTOR kinase, which is mammalian target of rapamycin, is an intracellular signaling kinase, sometimes referred to as a metabolic switch, and it exists in complexes of other proteins that dictate its roles in key biochemical reactions. Okay. Okay. Jeffrey is a smart bean. Very smart bean. So I think this has something to do with immunoprecipitated complexes, mTORC1, mTORC2, uh, about the switches that may be the catalysts for biochemical reactions, maybe? I, it, I, I don't know. Jeffrey, you're going to have to write in again and tell us what the point was. Yeah, can we get what a, you found a, out? A pronun- we, we need all the corrections for your submission that we don't understand. In, in like teach us the mammalian actually, I'd actually like to learn I know technically we could look all of this up we just don't have time right now it's something within a cell though all I right. get that all right anyway what do we have next? okay we're well we've got Colin and no pronouns on Colin but uh hello dernal kernels of insight which I really love that <laughs> profanity and fun Journal Kernels of Insight profanity and fun delighted to offer you my wife's thesis title studies on inorganic colloids in groundwater samples from the far field of a waste repository. Now, a few months back, came across a Twitter thread of scientific paper titles, which had been converted into AI art, which was one of the more uplifting Twitter discoveries, by the way. Now, you help each day be a bit brighter, no matter how dark the news may be. You always make things seem better. And we've got the link to the Twitter uh, that Colin came across by Michael Levin or Levine. I think it's Levin. It says in a quote, technological approach to mind everywhere, an experimentally grounded framework for understanding diverse bodies and minds. And these two images are stunning. The AI generated ones. Yeah, that yeah. is really interesting. I'm going to have to check out that thread. Thank you very much. By the Absolutely. Way, all right, next up from Owen, pronouns they and them. Hi, AG and DG. I had to share this shit kids say with you this week. My kid is almost three. And anyone who interacts with kids at that age knows how much negotiating, stalling, and desperation can be involved at bedtime. To make the process more tolerable, I pop in some headphones and listen to the beans every night. When it gets to the good news, I know it's time to throw in the towel and tuck her in, even if she's still awake. Well, this week, my kid saw me selecting my podcast and asked, who is that friend? <laughs> Cute. I answered, that's AG. She tells me about my stories. Uh, she tells me about my stories. Her response, no, AG is my friend. That's my friend. <laughs> I told her I'm sure AG would be her friend if she wanted. And I thought you might be happy knowing about your smallest friend in Colorado. I am. I'm both of your friends. For an added feel good, her favorite bedtime story is called This Little Trailblazer. She loves to point out Ruby Bridges. And says she's her uh, and says her friends are in school in the school behind her. Um, love that because she is bi- a biracial kid. 
So little does she know that Ruby Bridges is one of the reasons she can even attend school with her white friends at all. Uh, And then a little tear emoji. Thanks for making bedtimes and generally hanging by a thread in America sweeter. Night, night. Owen, look at how beautiful this baby is. She is adorable. That's a nice garden. She's gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, I have a, a books that I get all my friends with kids. It's called Go the Fuck to Sleep. Oh, I love that book. It's very funny. But this it is little funny. angel is my new friend. So thank you for that. I'll share you. For... Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. And uh, thank <laughs> you, everybody, especially for the chickens with the fluffy feet. That's the best. I do like fluffy-feeted chickens. I also laugh because every once in a while there's a delay while we're recording, and A.G. and I will say something to each other, and then there's not a response right away, and then we immediately talk over each other. It's good times. It's good times. And then there's editing magic behind it. I think it's a, I think it's a comedian response. Because if you're on stage and you tell a joke and there's not a response, or if you say something and there's not a response, you immediately continue to fill, to fill that the dead air. And I think that I think that's just a, a natural thing that comedians do to make it look like you meant to do the thing that, that you didn't did. mean to do. Yeah. That sounds about right. I'll take it. Sounds about right. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. And uh, I will let you know what happens with the fly. Um, I knew an old lady who swallowed a fly. That's me now. Yep. Per, yeah. So you're anyway, not old. Thank you very much. You, I, well, yeah. You I just swallowed a fly, dear. Either. No, you will not. Oh, my God. Could <sighs> you imagine? I'm the new host of the Daily Beans. It's going to be a long, short story about what happened to your other host, Allison Gill. Uh, there was a fly ingestion. And that's the end of that. I know there's some questions. I have no answers. <laughs> Maybe you could do a dissertation about it. <laughs> On my intracellular activity. Uh, I have to look up the Latin word for fly indist- in, in, in ingestion. <laughs> okay, we've now lost all, all right, of our everybody. listeners. Is there anything you have to say? <laughs> no, I just wanted to thank everybody for sending in their good news. And if you have any to send in, send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. By the way, I got to interview Ryan Riley today from NBC. He's the author of the new book, Sedition Hunters. We will be playing that interview in its entirety this Friday on The Beans. That is tomorrow, my friends. And remember, it's an off Friday, so there's no happy hour tomorrow. But on the 20th of October... It's going to be a combined cleanup on aisle 45 and Daily Beans happy hour with both myself and Pete Strzok. And that's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. So you don't want to miss that. Any final thoughts for you, my friend? No final thoughts for today. All right, everybody. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your family. Take care of your mental health. Take care of the planet. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The things I do for this show. I ate a bug. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. M-S-W Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money 
that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry... We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in an Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.